From snowy Minnesota, it's the Ride Ready Podcast, brought to you by the Polaris Help Center. I'm Joe Zemer, and I am not an expert. Even though I'm a Midwesterner through and through, I just don't know a whole lot about ice fishing. But today, I will be joined by not one, but two experts on the subject. Today, we're talking with Polaris product leaders Clint Johnson and Matt Anderson about ice fishing and using your Polaris off-road vehicle or snowmobile to do so. Always check with your local authorities for the latest ice safety and weather information. After you do that, enjoy this conversation with Clint and Matt. Why don't both of you guys introduce yourselves and just tell us how long you've been working at Polaris, what your roles are, and also some of your ice fishing experience. Sure. So I'm Matt Anderson. I'm the product leader for Ranger and General Accessories. I've been with Polaris about three years and you know, grew up up here in Minnesota, so basically been ice fishing, you know, all my life. I'm Clint Johnson. Uh, I work for Polaris. I'm a product leader for the parts and lube and Polaris power um, category. Been now uh, with Polaris for eight years. I've been in northern Minnesota my whole life, born and raised, and uh, enjoy ice fishing. It's my number one hobby. You should also tell us what you two guys did together this past weekend. Yeah, we went to uh, northern Minnesota. Just like every other weekend for me is we went out and fishing with sleds. We took um, two snowmobiles out, um, ended up putting probably 60 miles on our machines and a lot of hole hopping, we call it, where you drill holes and, and move around. So, yeah. So what we're trying to say is we're in good hands today with some ice fishing expertise here. So we're going to talk about a lot of things, whether you are new to ice fishing, new to using your Polaris product for ice fishing or both. Let's start with what I think is the most important thing to get out there is safety and starting with getting to the ice fishing hole. Uh, when you're using your vehicle, be that an off-road vehicle or a snowmobile, first things first, should we talk ice th- ice thickness? That's probably the most important thing we should talk about, guys. Yeah, absolutely. I think, like you said, I mean, at the end of the day, we're out there to, to have fun and try and catch some fish, but getting home at the end of the day is also a really good thing. So, you know, as far as ice thickness, I think, um, you know, it's always, you know, imperative to, you know, check with your local um, authorities. Uh, bait shops are always really keyed in on ice thickness. It's not always just about the ice thickness, but it's about the condition of the ice is at the beginning of the year, the end of the year when the ice gets a little bit um, less safe. So it's really just about, um, again, taking into account your local, um, you know, information that you have and using that to the best of your ability. Yeah, I know the Minnesota DNR has a really good website with some stuff. So make sure you check with your local authorities um, and stay safe. Uh, Something that I noticed when I was doing some research is difference between, you know, ice and white ice. Can you walk me through that really quick? What's the difference there? Yeah, I mean, really good ice is usually really clear ice. Um, Once you start getting a a cloudy or there's snow um, that covers the ice, it it makes the ice better. So if that's really good snow cover, there's usually better ice underneath it. Um, When it gets um, really warm out and it it gets warmer days, the ice kind of tends to turn uh, cloudy. And that's the ice you kind of got to be careful for. How should I go about checking that if I'm loading up my ranger and heading out to the, to the lake, how should I check the ice? Yeah, I would go, I usually go out every, say, 100 yards. I'll drill a hole, um, just check it and look at it real clean. Um, once you drill a hole, you'll be able to tell pretty quickly if it's if it's really clear ice or, or shaded. What are some other things in terms of the vehicle itself that I should do before I go out on the ice? Um, I think, you know, doing all your, you know, pre-ride checks that you do, um, regardless of what activity you're doing with your vehicle is key. Um, again, at the end of the day, you're going to be out, you know, on a on the ice and, you know, potentially um, not in an area where there's going to be a lot of other people. So it's important to to make sure that you're doing those checks to make sure that you don't have an issue with your vehicle that uh, 
that could leave you stranded out there. What's a safe operating speed? Yeah, I think it's kind of like the ice. It's all going to depend. It's all going to depend on the conditions of the ice. Um, you know, again, it, it's a slippery surface, so if there's snow cover, a lot of times you can you can go a little bit faster. But if there's a lot of snow, then you tend to, it can tend to um, cover up you know pressure ridges and things like that that can obviously um, damage your vehicle. Um, so really, it just comes down to the conditions on that specific body of water at that time. Why is it important that I warm up my vehicle really good before I go out on the ice? Yeah, you just want to make sure that your engine is running correctly. You're not you're not having any issues because, like like Matt said, when you're out there, you're by yourself. Sometimes you want to make sure your engine's running really, you know, as well as it can be and be well maintained. Now let's talk accessories. What are some accessories that I could add to my vehicle to make my ice fishing experience more easier or more enjoyable? Yeah, I think for my side, I think the the number one is going to be the cab components. You know, the windshield when you're going across the lake, um, windshield and roof to keep the wind off you. Um, obviously, you know, going with a fully enclosed cab with doors and a heater kit um, can really make all the difference and just help you stay out there, you know, that much longer. So I, th- I think the cab components is the number one. Um, you know, from there, we do have a, uh, a purpose-built um, fish house that we built um, and partnered with Otter on. Um, Otter is one of the, the premier um, portable ice house manufacturers, and we partnered with them to develop an ice house that um, goes right on the back of a full-size Ranger, uh, makes it really convenient. You can carry all your gear in the bed still and just really makes it easy to, to jump around from spot to spot during the day if anyone went to the the state fair in minnesota this year for the the minnesota listeners we had one set up in the booth there and it's it's pretty cool a lot of people were going into it i would direct them in there and just say like just take a peek it's bigger than you think it's it's super effective so yeah it was really designed to be a a very quick easy install um quick to move from spot to spot and and just make it that much faster to to find find get on the fish what about tires um what tires are best? Do I want to have my tires hard, soft? Uh, what, what's best for me on the ice? In general, a, a softer tire is going to be a little bit better on the ice to give you as much traction as you can. Um, and you can, you know, drop the tire pressure a little bit to also help with that. And then you're just going to want a tire that's going to give you as much flotation as possible. At the end of the day, if you're, you know, going across and you um, dig down through the snow, all that's underneath it is ice, which isn't going to give you a whole lot as far as traction. So you want to try and stay up on that snow as much as possible. Some people like to put tracks on their vehicle. What are the real benefits you get out of upgrading to that for the winter? Yeah, tracks are great in deep snow conditions on lakes. Um, another great thing is it makes your footprint that much bigger. So on, you know, on thinner ice or, or um, you know, ice that's that's a little bit people are, I don't know, scared of, they'll, they'll want to put tracks on it, just give you a more bigger stance on the ice. So you're not, um, you know, you're not just on one piece of, on four tires. Let's talk lighting then. Um, you guys have any particular sort of lighting accessories you'd like to add for being out there? What, what, what helps? Yeah, I think, you know, having a, a, a high power light bar is really nice for, especially if you're running out um, in the morning before it gets light or coming off in the dark. Um, really nice, really allows you to see potential obstacles out um, quite a ways in front of you. And then, you know, for just fishing right around the vehicle, we have, we call it our work beacon light, um, which is really nice. It gives you a full 360 degree um, field of view, even in the dark. So that's really nice for setting up. You can make sure you're not leaving anything behind on the ice. Anything else you guys recommend ice specific? Um, I think some of the basics, um, 
you know, really also pertain to ice fishing, winches, um, different storage boxes for electronics and, you know, rods and things like that. We have a lot of those solutions already in our catalog. Um, so those always just make it nice when you're, you know, depending on the conditions, again, it can be a little bit bumpy running across the lake. So it's nice to have things, you know, kind of tucked in their place where they aren't going to get damaged um, sliding around in the bed. A lot of guys run snowmobiles on bigger lakes to, to get farther out and faster. So a lot of guys run um, basically a, a pull-behind sleigh. They call, the Otter makes one. Um, a lot of manufacturers make these sleds, and they get pulled behind. Make sure you have a rigid hitch on it. You know, a lot of them have ropes, and that can get tangled up into the tracks. So having a, a really good um, fishing sled and, and having good gear that way is very helpful. As far as uh, you know, riding snowmobiles out far, having a good windshield, having some really good players accessories we make, which is ice auger mounts, and of course hand warmers. We can make a taller windshields, um, gauntlets for your hands, um, lots of storage options that we have on our snowmobiles to, to make the ride way more better. What about GPS, getting the ride command or having a, you know, an updated PID on your, on your snowmobile? Yeah, GPSs are always great, regardless of whether it's a, the you know one of our integrated solutions um, or just a handheld. Obviously, um, it's nice to be able to come back to a spot if you have good luck there. And then also, again, just depending on the um, the lighting conditions and when you're coming on and off the ice, it's it's just good peace of mind to have um, that GPS to know where you're coming back to on your vehicle. How should we be dressing? This feels like a very important one if you're going to be spending all day outside in the winter because it's never warm here in Minnesota once we get past the new year. Yeah, I think a you know, really good pair of boots is, is, is main. If you're standing on the ice and having good traction, you can run ice cleats on your boots. I do it quite often. Um, having a good set of bibs, I was, I'm always usually on my knees, you know, landing a fish or drilling holes or cleaning holes. So having a good pair of Gore-Tex bibs are really you know, something that will keep the ice and, and wind off your legs. Um, jackets, same thing. You're a really good Gore-Tex coat. Um, I like to have a liner, so if I get hot, you can easily take off the outer outer shell and and run just the you know the insulated part. Yeah, I think the um, you know the layering, especially if you're in a a vehicle that's got a full cab and a heater on it, it's really nice to have multiple different layers um, so that you can you know shed a layer when you're getting into the vehicle when you have the heat. And then when you get out and you're setting up and potentially fishing outside, jumping from hole to hole, you can put the extra layers on. So um, that's obviously a good thing. And then, you know, just the other thing, if you're not in a fully cab vehicle, understanding that, you know, going across the lake at, you know, say 20 miles an hour, it's like sitting in a 20 mile an hour wind. So you're going to want to dress warmer than if you were just sitting in one spot. What else should you pack? You know, we've talked about accessories for your vehicle. What about the accessories for yourself when you're going to be out there in the ice all day? I think from that side, it's, you know, again, a lot of the stuff that you'd normally take uh, with you for ice fishing, you know, but uh, beside the essentials of, you know, a rod and um, potential electronics, you know, ice picks and shovels and some of those other safety items that you, you should have on the ice at all times, regardless of what you're doing. I think that's the main thing. And, you know, depending on the duration, how long you're going to be out there, you know, snacks and water and things like that is always a, a good thing to have. Yeah, extra pairs of gloves, uh, uh, a second hat in case, you know, something you lose the other one is another thing is a backup in the wind and snow. So having them that essential items that may you need to back up on. What are some common mistakes that either you made when you were starting out ice fishing or that you've seen newcomers make? Or what are some things we can do to avoid a lot of pain and, uh, and suffering as we try this for the first time? Uh, just to make sure you have uh, good equipment, you know, go through your equipment, make sure that everything's running up to par, you know, your ice auger starts, your batteries charge for your ice auger, your blades are sharpened, you know, all them items, same with the vehicle, go do a pre-check, 
make sure your battery's good. Make sure you have, um, you know, all the all the maintenance up on your machines. I think we should probably add two just. One more time, make sure you're checking the weather forecast, correct, and and the ice thickness. Uh, you mentioned before the bait shops. Uh, just is that the most important thing is make sure you're checking with people who've been out there before? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, is the best way to stay safe, and it's also the best way to get the latest reports from the lakes and hopefully let you hone in on the best fishing, you know, as soon as you can out there. I, those those bait shops, they're talking to a lot of people. And so, again, they have most of the time the, the latest conditions as far as ice as well as fishing. And if you're going to be out there, tell someone – how long you expect to be gone, let them know when you get back safely, all that. Be safe, everyone. That's the, that's, that's the biggest thing. Yep, absolutely. Correct. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for taking some time. We really appreciate it. Um, thanks for all the knowledge, and, and uh, enjoy the fishing season. All right, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Good luck. Remember, all riders should always wear helmets, eye protection, and protective clothing and footwear. Read, understand, and follow your owner's manual. Never ride under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Ride within the limits of your own abilities and never engage in stunt or exhibition driving. The Ride Ready Podcast is brought to you by the Polaris Help Center, your first stop for vehicle information, maintenance tips, and how-to videos. Look for the Help button in the upper right-hand corner of any Polaris brand website.